the explosive new film, Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost, exposes secrets behind the government's takedown of General Michael Flynn. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. He told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. They had to get rid of Flynn. Flynn, Deliver the Truth, Whatever the Cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to SalemNow.com. SalemNow.com. The views of the host and guests are their own, and not those of 9.30 a.m. The Answer or Salem Communications. Ready? It's time for Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. Two hours of gardening facts and fun with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. To be a part of the show, call 308-8867. That's 308-8867. Or toll free at 866-308-8867. And now, live from Millburgers Landscape and Nursery at 1604 and Bulverde Road, here's your host, Milton Blake. And good afternoon. Welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 930 AM. The answer, Milton Glick, along with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch, talking gardening with you at uh, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867, or toll-free outside of San Antonio, 866-308-8867. Give us a call. Be a part of the show. Tell us what's going on. Do you have your thing? All right. Let's see if we can get you plugged in. All right. Um, so, uh, well, I was going to ask Trace what the uh, tomato situation was, but um, I know we have it's some. It's not a rodeo yet. It's not rodeo yet? Oh. Okay. Soon. Next week, isn't it? Yeah, it starts uh, this Thursday, I believe. So, yeah, so next weekend the rodeo tomato might might be here. We'll ask Trace. <laughs> I think it will be. Yes, no? Yes, now. Okay. I'll see if... <laughs> All right. 210-308-8867. So I have a complaint. Uh-oh. Go so ahead. do we care? Yeah. Uh. Sure. I thought you did. <laughs> Guess not. Um, so my container broccoli. It was doing great and doing great and doing great, and now it's got little yellow leaves, yellow, yellow flowers all over it. It's not that big, though. It's maybe... Not big. Did you fertilize it? Yeah. A copious amounts of oxygen. And water? Yeah. <laughs> kind of. Should, well, uh, should it have bolted? Uh, no. Okay. Well, well. Eventually. When you see the fur, see the yellow flowers yeah. and broccoli, uh, that that's time to pick it. The first one that she used to do, the first yellow flower. Oh, okay. But the size, uh, the size. Uh, I've I've had uh, several comments about broccoli staying small this 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 spring. Uh, I don't know whether it's weather conditions this or what. Well, they should. Uh, did you grow broccoli this spring? I did, and it was huge. Uh, oh the, wait a minute! You play you planted it in the fall though. Yeah, in the fall. And then, and then I'm talking I, about the ones that's planted oh, in the spring. Oh yeah, that's always uh, or later. That's always uh, a bit of a gamble. Yeah. Um, my, what happened on mine is a nice big heads, very tasty, and then the freezes came, and then the sh- side shoots were kind of drawn, dried out, uh-huh. and chewy. Yeah. Mm-hmm. So the va- I don't know if the vascular system got injured or but probably. Well, since it's in a container, if I didn't water it sufficiently, that causes it to, to 
can, can Bol- be. Bolts earlier. But it might still taste no, good. No, that I, I don't think you did anything to cause that. I think that was weather condition. Oh, okay. Did you? And, ta- and did the you celery do, next to it is still doing well. And oh yeah. Oh, you, the celery. Oh, that's the, the same yeah. container, but meaning that you know, if yeah. I, if I hadn't watered, they both would have kind of gone yeah. blah. I bet yours so, tastes. I bet it'll taste good though. Okay, too, we'll cut it, even with yeah. a little flour on there. And if we cut it, then another one will come out, or several, several. Uh, All right, from the side branches. Okay. So uh, how big is it? Four inches. Uh, okay, that's let's say three. Okay. Yeah. Okay. That's good. And size. maybe uh, uh, three inches tall. Oh, what? What? Oh, they just the head is the, three inches. The head, yeah. Oh, oh. so yeah. <laughs> I thought the plant was... No, no, no. (laughs) That poor baby plant tried to... That four-inch... Are the leaves big and green? Uh Uh-huh. Okay. That should be good. I'll have to take a picture. All right. Well, call us with your gardening question at 210-308-8867. Onions are... I didn't try that. ...perking up and trying Yeah, yeah. I I talked to a guy today that uh, said his onions are really beginning to grow now. Yeah. You know, the, there's that time with onions where uh, they stay small and, and yeah. uh, take a while to get established. And also the uh, sweet peas and English peas that went through those freezes, some froze out, but they've started to grow again now. They're oh, kind of, okay. They were kind of uh, camouflage or rosetting or low, low and it looked like uh, some of them weren't going to make it. And they didn't because... Peas don't like too cold or too yeah, hot. Yeah, right, exactly. But they're uh, but they're perking up, starting to put new foliage on now, and it's still not too late. I think you no. Could, I think you could get both sweet peas, but use that trick. Well, it's not a trick. You know, it's been recommended for years. I just have never done it. Uh, soak those seeds, uh, even a couple hours or overnight doesn't hurt, and they they come up fast. Really really makes a difference on sweet pea because they're a little reluctant to, to sprout. But uh, soak them in water and then put them in the ground. Yeah, yeah they'll swell up big in that water. And they, when they're swelled up like that, you know, you just drop them. They get close to soil. They're ready for action. Right. All right. 210-308-8867. Do we still have the tycoons? I guess we have to ask Trace. They're hidden away in the greenhouse. So. Oh, they are. Oh, okay. Well, unless people sought them out. I tell you what's killer. When I walked in, was geraniums. The geraniums, Lord have mercy. That's a good spot for them, right? Yeah, uh, they're beautiful. Uh, I don't. I don't believe they're the Fantasia. I looked at a couple of tags, and they they just said zonal yeah. uh, geraniums. Uh, Janet, that woman, woman that was talking to me uh, from the old Mitchell Lake days, uh-huh. she's she's gotten some visitors are coming, and she said, well, she didn't want her yard to look so dismal, <laughs> and I pointed her at the uh, primula. I should have also mentioned those geranium in, in terms of major impact, immediate impact. They're the ones. Then the next next one down would be, uh, I don't know if they've got. I think they've got uh, some of those stocks in uh, uh, one-gallon or two-gallon containers. They're very big and blooming, and uh, and the uh, fragrance is a knockout. What is that down there, Jerry and Mil- Milton? 
right on the left side of the pink and the red. Is that more geranium? Yeah, I think those are hanging yeah. baskets of geraniums. Because yeah. they, they really make an impression, too. Uh, also, they got some of the... Uh, if you didn't, if you've been wanting to plant blue bonnets, and uh, in containers, they the A and M Horticulture uh, Aggie Horticulture Club every year plants uh, blue bonnets in the in the fall in December uh, before the students go home, and then they they leave them outside. And they they really bloom pretty in the in the spring, and they have, sell them as a, a fundraisers. And um, so, if you if you if you want to plant some blue bonnets in containers, especially Milton is an expert some, on that. Yeah, mm-hmm. they've got some. Did you see those big yeah, blue I'm bonnets? Yeah, I'm gonna get one. I mean, they're in huge containers. Yeah, the six inch pot. They're on sale. Yeah, they're on sale. What are they? Worth three ninety nine or four dollars. Now, uh, two eighty-eight or three dollars. <laughs> That's a pretty unique. Uh, or, or four for. Uh, look, they did four for ten dollars, Milton. Yeah. So you save even more. <laughs> That's pretty. Well, they're uh, huge. Texas, yeah, if you got somebody visiting or uh, in the spring, that's a good Texas, oh, Texas yeah. kind of uh, special decorative plant. And as big as these are, if you'll. Uh, uh, you know, for, uh, transplant them now into larger containers, or are your are your flower bed for that say, and uh, and p- put a little uh, put a little uh, uh, water soluble fertilizer on them about once a week, and uh, they'll they'll bloom their brains out this this uh, this spring, starting because they're huge mid March or end of March. Yeah, now it's. We've done some studies on uh, on uh, transplanting blue bonnets this late because you realize that it's February, and it's uh, a lot of times our transplants will bloom late March. So that's only 30 days to get them. But these big ones are are big enough and got a large enough root system that they'll e- easily transplant and bloom on schedule yeah. in, in late March. And in containers, that's kind of a special environment. They they think they're in heaven because of the <laughs> not competing in that crummy, rocky soil and uh, getting regular water unless they're staying at Milton's place. Uh, <laughs> Wait a and minute. fertilizer and everything. They really make a pretty impressive oh, yeah. container. And if if people would, uh, people won't do this, but uh, I'm zipping my coat up, man. <laughs> it's cool. Yeah, it's it's turning yeah. cool all of a sudden. The uh, if people will do this uh, after they, you know, they have their full bloom in late late March, early April, uh, depending on where you are and uh, how big the plant is, and. Uh, and they start producing, wanting to produce seed. So if you'll watch them and pick uh, and uh, clip those seed, spent blooms off and, and seed pods off. Isn't that some kind of blasphemy? Or uh, <laughs> it's not illegal. <laughs> and uh, you can bloom those things for a lot longer. In other words, they'll rebloom uh, as long as the weather stays fairly cool. Oh, I guess that was the 
Snapdragons, uh, your predecessor used to. No, Philip. Phil uh, used to drive me crazy with his keeping the Snapdragons going and going into the summer. Uh huh. By sna- snipping them off and. Yeah, yeah, uh, but people don't do that. Uh, but blue bonnets are, and if if you if you want to use blue bonnet, they're wonderful cut flowers. Uh, they they don't have extremely long stems, but uh, they they hold in water for a long period of time inside the house. In they really the go well with mushrooms. <laughs> About the same height here. No, <laughs> but I, I give you a tip on the water with any any cut flower is use filtered water. Uh, that you'd be surprised how, how much different increases the shelf life of the uh, so what what the is the, what is the theory is that the the heavy uh, dose of calcium right, is clogging right, up the right. I guess so. Uh, uh, we've done several science fairs or science projects uh, comparing uh, filtered water versus uh, just regular tap water. And it makes a tremendous amount of difference ah. with a chef life of a cut hmm. flower. How about the the sugar water? Be yeah, the roses and things like that. That's coming up too. Uh, I, I there's been a lot of research done on on uh, uh, water additives, and uh, I, I think they they do some good. I think they do some good. If you can get two or three days extra out of a yeah a bouquet, that's quite a that's quite a cool. But I I th- I think that uh, in my experience with uh, with our experiments that we've done, uh, the filtered water is more important than the sugar sugar water. Huh. It's the sugar that and and the solution that you put in with the roses. So anyway, uh, but that, those blue bonnets over there. Are, I got to find out who grew those. They, they did a yeah, really, really, good, really good job on those. Now, would be filtered water? Would distilled water be the same? Yeah, yeah. Okay. Huh. Yeah, it's easier if you don't have a filter. Oh, just system. to get distilled water. Okay. Some people are not lucky enough to have filtered water. Systems. Well, some people have worked for the San Antonio Water System and would not dream of having a filter. Oh, water. what? Why that? That's because that is the tastiest, most pure wonderful water in the whole world it's got that calcium in it you can taste that difference that's uh well that's before you pour calcium that's why you got such good teeth chair (laughs) that's before you poison it with all that chlorine and fluoride very little chlorine i think you were you were on board about the time they put all that poison in our water (laughs) absolutely well 210-308-8867 is our number 210-308 i got him i shut him down (laughs) yeah (laughs) But anyway, uh, uh, Calvin got a great article and really pretty picture of see the figs. Oh yeah, and uh, in today's paper, four easy to grow fruit trees uh, or fruit plants, uh, perfect for the San Antonio area. And uh, he talked about uh, figs, blackberries, pomegranates, and Oriental persimmons. Those, those those are easy to grow, and uh, when the weather conditions are right, they're very very fruitful. Yeah, and pa, pomegranates and oriental persimmon are really 
knock out uh, ornamentals too oh, for the yeah. landscape. Some, some for a long time, people grew them uh, before the uh, uh, persimmon got. Uh, well, they both of them. Mostly, I guess the pomegranate got a favorite uh, health food. Oh yeah, yeah. Remember, remember, we had long discussions about people <laughs> decorating uh, uh, persimmon. Oh them. yeah. And those those persimmons are rich in vitamin A. I mean, they're really really a healthy fruit to eat. Now I have to I have to criticize Calvin. Oh, okay. Do you have? I to? finally found something to criticize this article by. Uh oh. And his blackberries. Oh, he's his favorite blackberry. <laughs> blackberries. He didn't mention Kiowa. He mentioned <coughs> Choctaw, Brazos, Rosenberg. I actually had Kiowa in there before Choctaw, and then I uh, thought it was wrong Indian tribe or something. Well, yeah, somebody, one of the, either uh, Adams or uh, Greg had emphasized Choctaw, so I thought I'd try Choctaw this time. So you think, and uh, so you've always, I, I guess I really haven't given Kiowa a fair trial. I've had oh, such man, good performance with Brazos and Roseburg. Yeah, that thing is wonderful. And uh, if if you want to prove Calvin wrong, we've got uh, here at Millburgers, we've got Brazos and Kiowa. Compare them. And they yeah yeah you can compare them. Well, it's kind of it's cool. It's uh, well, it's good strategy to have two different varieties anyway. To, yeah. Um, but I I I've fallen in love with that Kiowa. I mean, it's a big sweet bear. The difference between Kiowa and uh, and Brazos is that the Kiowa gets sweeter faster than the Brazos. Uh, you know, Brazos is sort of tart, especially yeah, if you pick, pick it pick it firm. <laughs> Not quite as bad as uh, pomegranate. You notice I put soda in there. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> but uh, this Kiowa is is a very. I always I am surprised. Well, not surprised, but I always interested in the reaction uh, folks f- from Minnesota or other places where they have raspberries. Yeah. And then they come and they see those big, luscious-looking blackberries, yeah. and they throw them in their mouth, and that's uh. this reaction. <laughs> Is something wrong with these? They're so sour. <laughs> no. Just grin and bear it, you know. They're okay if you I pour t- a lot of sugar <laughs> on them. <laughs> I told you how I stopped the kids from eating my blackberries, didn't I? Stink, stink bugs like no, you did Milton. Well, uh, that that worked for Milton, but uh, yeah, that was, yeah. <laughs> the black bear bitter bug. <laughs> the, uh, but uh, used to have a bunch of kids in the neighborhood, uh, eleven, twelve, uh-huh. something like that, and they'd watch all the the fruit that I was growing, and uh, so they they. I said, if y'all if y'all want blackberries, uh, I was growing Brazos, I think at that time. If y'all want blackberries, go. You can eat all you want uh, as long as they're red. Red. <laughs> <laughs> oh, so they're pre-ripe. Yeah, yeah, kids don't know anything different. <laughs> and so, uh, I, I bet to this day, they went. They ran down there and started eating red brazos. They didn't eat a lot. Red blackberries, which are bitter as quinine. Oh, uh, <laughs> that'll stop them. And they they never came back when they turned black. 
see. So it's kind that of worked. Mm. It's kind of like the, it's a little different strategy than you use with the the birds. You try to get them all picked before they get it until they figure out that they're ripe and they're, start sharing them with you. But the good news on on most of those fruits is well, blackberries. Yeah, they produce enough. That you can get by on sharing. With oh, yeah. Especially then, the figs. Yeah, figs are just on. I mean, a good fig year, you, you really, it's hard for you to eat every fig that a, a big plant produces. I was saying, we don't usually think of birds as a problem with blackberries, do we? Not, no, because that. Not like uh, the figs. They always, now, they, the mockingbirds get in them and the other birds, but it, it's. Before they, they discover, they don't discover them until the kind of the end of the crop. Right, yeah, yeah. Yeah. Now, figs, they, they hit pretty hard, but still the production is so high that uh, you, you don't mind if they eat a few figs. 210-308-8867 is our number. 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. We, we need to remind everybody, Milton, uh, that... All those varieties that we mentioned, and uh, Jerry's Kiowa are here at Millburgers too. Right. For a while. All right. And it says, an upright thorny bush, one of the largest variety of blackberry fruit available, averaging 10 grams. Good for east, north, and central Texas. Heavy bearing with excellent flavor. This firmer fruit stores and ships well. Don't plant them against the fence. A fence, and uh, can be almost as bad as bamboo is cleaning them off. Mm. Uh, and then be prepared that uh, yeah, if you're, you're going to have a healthy bed. You want you're going to have to cut out those uh, uh, flo- I, floor. I got that right, didn't I? Floricanes are the ones right, that are spent. Right, yeah. right. They're after that after they bear the fruit, then they're no longer useful. So you cut them out to make room for those new young uh, sprouts, and that's always the worst job concerning. Uh, Blackberries. Now, Oscar Hahn, you know, of, of uh, Oscar Okra fame, uh, he used to grow blackberries for sale. And uh, I'd, I'd go over to take pictures of his blackberry patch because there you could always see all the blackberries on, on top, you know. Well, when I grew them, uh, they weren't pretty like that. Yeah. And, and what he, what he was doing was he was cutting out all the new shoot growth before he during the during the black bear harvest season he would cut out all the uh, the new canes what we call them prima canes yeah, or prima canes. whatever uh, I get those just, nomenclature, nomenclature mixed up just just so they'd be easier to harvest or yeah what? yeah and it didn't cost him future. No, because after after he was through harvesting, he'd cut them all to the ground, and up would come and water them and fertilize them, and up would come new, new shoots. Yeah, and I've seen commercial operations where they harvested and then they just cut everything. Oh yeah, to the ground, and then the primer came. Still. The Hoffman, Kenneth Hoffman <laughs> used to do that all the time with it, and he grew brazos and. I think he grew some cow right there at the end, no. but uh, he he prune him with a shred with a bush hog. I know the, some folks have tried the uh, thornless. I did, and gosh, that first year they were just wonderful. 
And they're later, <laughs> they're later in the year. You had a later crop. The problem was that they could not. They didn't. They just kept declining. They couldn't recover fast enough in, once they got in that hot. Weather. Right, right. So you ended up with one great crop, and then a diminished crop, and then pretty much a, a diminished planting after that. So. Uh, didn't you know you really didn't have any thorns because you didn't have any plants left. Now, if you want to try thornless, we've got uh, uh, oh, we got Natchez. We got Arapahoe thornless and Natchez, which is a Texas superstar, by the way. Natchez, and uh, and a name I can't pronounce, Quachia, Quachita, Quachita, Quachita from Arkansas, yeah. And Prime Arc, uh, Arkansas uh, Freedom, which I've never heard of. I haven't either. But uh, they're they're a lot more. They have need a lot more chill hours. Like uh, uh, Natchez needs five hundred chill hours. Yeah, I think Natchez was the one I grew. When, yeah. When was that a Texas superstar? A few years back. Yeah, a couple yeah. of years. Yeah. And uh, like I said last year, Natchez wouldn't have done well here. Like like our June Gold and things uh-huh. like that. So, uh, but the Kiowa and the Brazos are two hundred chilling. Out. Yeah, and boy, they're, they're so they're going to produce they're pretty reliable. regularly. All right, I'm, we're going to take a break. While we do, you give us a call at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. That's two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven, and toll free outside of San Antonio eight six six three zero eight. 8867. We got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road right after this on 9:30 a.m. The answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevard Road, and I'm so excited. This is the time I talk to you about the things that are on sale at Millburgers, and I'm excited because some of the items that we have are items that you have been waiting for. Let me tell you about them. Right now on sale at Millburgers, you'll find Texas Blue Bonnet Transplants. This Texas Superstar is on sale in the 6-inch pot, regularly $3.99, now on sale for just $2.88 or $4 for $10. What an opportunity and speaking of opportunities you've heard us talking about fruit trees right now fruit trees are on sale in the five gallon container for just 26.88 you can choose from apples peaches pears plums apricots and you can feel confident because millburgers talks with the experts and these are the varieties that are chosen for this area all right you ready are you sitting down? Avocado trees are on sale in the five-gallon container. On sale for just thirty-eight eighty-eight. That's at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, sixteen oh four, and Bull Verde Road. Rhonda's Nature's Way. Stop in and see us today. Vitamins and so much more. We're your friendly local family-owned store. This is Rhonda Bone with two locations to serve you. 624 Southwest Military and 8059 Callahan Road. We look forward to serving you. Rhonda's Nature's Way. Stop in and see us today. Vitamins and so much more. We're your friendly local family-owned store. 
If you're age 59 and a half or older with a 401k plan and still working, stop what you're doing and call Big State Financial today at 210-373-6000. There are benefits with age, and this is one of them. At 59 and a half, you're entitled to new opportunities in the investment world that can save you thousands in 401k fees and dramatically reduce your risk of a market correction. You've worked and saved, and now is the time to protect your retirement savings. Call Robin Hoppus at Big State Financial today at 210-373-6000. The five years just before and after you retire are critical. Do not put yourself at risk. Robin and her team can show you how to secure your nest egg and ensure income streams for life. Call Big State Financial today at 210-373-6000. That's 210-373-6000 for your free retirement readiness review. That number again is 210-373-6000 or go online to BigStateFinancial.com. That's BigStateFinancial.com. If you lease office, retail, or warehouse space for your business, the last thing you want to do is overpay the landlord. But it happens every day. Hi, I'm Scott McMurray and president of Bottom Line Realty Advisors. We work with business people who want an effective strategy for their next real estate decision. Whether leasing or buying, it affects your bottom line. Your landlord has representation, and you should too. Even if you're a good tenant with no plans to move at all, you're the most vulnerable to getting a really bad deal. We only represent our clients, never landlords, so we have no conflict of interest. We stay on your side. Call me, Scott McMurrian, at 210-535-7800, and we'll negotiate from a position of strength. BottomlineRealtyAdvisors.com Bottom Line Realty Advisors We get the landlord off your bottom line Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, 9.30 a.m., the answer goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside our radio. We are now everywhere you are, and you carry us around in your pocket. We're ubiquitous on iTunes, on iHeart, on our own app, on our website, on conservativeradio.com, on your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The Answer, where the plant of the weekend is back, and so is Trace with us, sitting on the porch, and he's going to introduce it and tell us what's happening here at the nursery. All right, so this is the time of year the new stuff has really been rolling in, and I want to I want to visit an old-fashioned plant. All right. Yeah, it is. Many, many years ago, I can recall selling these by the hundreds. This is a new improved variety, so it's a Texas Scarlet Quince. Okay. So for most people, it's called Flowering Quince. So this is a plant that during the winter it defoliates, and generally the first thing it does for spring is come out and bloom these gorgeous yellow-red flowers, and right. they almost look like little roses. Absolutely. In fact, Calvin last yeah. week was mistaken uh, yeah. thinking they were roses. Yeah, they were right um, out in front and looked like roses. Great plant. We can never get cold enough to kill it. This is That's a, for sure. This is a, this is one of those things that's super durable. I think it says it'll go down to negative, negative 10 to 20. Wow. So we don't ever have to worry about that. It's going to get roughly 3 foot tall, 5 foot wide. And uh, well, this is saying sun to partial shade, but sun, I think, is the right place. Right. Uh, so it's a great plant. 
And they are... They have fruit. In, they have fruit, too, don't they? I believe so, yeah. They're in a one-gallon can, and they're only nine ninety nine. The big Ooh. ones have fruit, for sure. The bread, do what? The regular size quince have fruit. Seems like, seem like they're favorite of wildlife, birds and things. I think it would be great. And then the thorns would probably make it a pretty good uh, hiding place yeah. once they get full. Well, it's a pretty plant. Yeah. Jerry's reading the tag. Well, they don't say much about the fruit on here. No, I don't yet. I think these... I, maybe the ornamentals don't have that much fruit. Yeah, they But they bloom, be- they bloom beautifully. And the, the reason they're so... So spectacular is that's the first thing that blooms. Yes, it is. In the spring. It is. You mean faster than our paper whites? Well, you control that. Uh, God controls how this happens. But but it could, yeah, it's probably in that same month. Well, February for sure. Yeah, yeah. But uh, All right, so that's here's a good plant. How many you got, did you tell us? Uh, right around 20. All right. So if you uh, want one... Uh, Come on by Mill Burgers and pick it up, or you can learn more about it, or call 497-3760, 210-497-3760, and tell them to put one, two, three aside for you, whatever you'd like, and uh, they will do so. And so they Make a nice them. drift, I think, in the um, some yeah, some, order. Some of my fondest memories are of this plant at my grandmother's. Where was that? In Pawnee. Okay. Uh, Oakland. No, that's that's down south. Oh, okay. So between Kennedy and uh, yeah, we were trying to determine where Kennedy, how Three far, Rivers, and Beeville, kind of like in a triangle. That they, they well, would. if it goes to ten, negative ten to twenty, it'll go pretty far north. Yeah, <laughs> yeah. We were thinking like uh, uh, at least Missouri and and uh, but I was thinking that we had quince. Maybe it was my imagination that we had a further north. I guess some of the I old, well, this is a, this is I a Texas quince. Yeah. So uh, there might be some other versions of it out there that would even go colder. Scarlet crunch. I think that's pretty, I think that's pretty, pretty cold. We, we're never going to hit that here. <laughs> I pray. Yeah, well, should, uh, be careful. Knock on wood or something. I have a question for you, Trace. All right. I, I, I didn't give you pre-warning on this. Now, you've been, you've been in the nursery business since they had nurseries here. Close, yes. And... Uh, I want to ask you what varieties of onions you sold when you first got in the nursery business. We sold those little onion bulblets in the beginning. <laughs> and so I'm, you, I mean uh, transplants. Uh, well, transplants, it was mostly 1015Y. Quit it. When, from, when how we long have you care- been in the nursery Bef- business? Before that, we sold the little onion bulblets. Yeah. So they weren't already growing. There were those... The, uh, I remember planting little ball, those. They look like little balls. <laughs> Not very successfully. The the bublets are long day onions. Yeah. So a lot of times they they never. We sold a slug of them back in the day. Uh, oh yeah. But there's been so many. Uh, so that new... wasn't the answer he wanted. Trace. No. No, it wasn't. <laughs> but I didn't have a better one for <laughs> well, him because yeah. he didn't give me any advance. No, well, that's right. He well, didn't give you. Back here, here is the answer. You know, he, this is the one should. I should have had. Yeah, that's what he usually does. Uh, no, back back in the in the 80s, uh, and, and I know Wolf Wolf did this because I worked with him or some on this. Uh, you would buy. They would sell onions as purple, white, and yellow. Yeah, and and bulblets. No, 
He, he got transplants from out of the I South rem- Texas. I remember Bublitz, but okay. <laughs> but anyway, uh, he he would get a lot of those. And, and we didn't have varieties at that time. But we knew the varieties were burgundy, burgundy, purple, and uh, yellow. It was a gra- granos, probably. Do, uh, I, do all old people do this, these kind of stories? They were. Sure, I have, old, my, yeah, I have my version. Ramble on and on about this. <laughs> and, uh, Depends on how young a person you're talking to is, which story <laughs> they get. And we also had some problems with uh, with uh, pink root, which is a, a, a fungus disease. And uh, till t- we got till we uh, till they f- founded uh, Dixondale Farms, which started growing the individual uh, varieties and growing them clean for stock and everything. And all that uh, all that goes back to a, a fellow named Wallace Martin. Uh, born in 1924, and he passed away. Uh, uh, the basically the 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 he 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 increased the uh, Dixondale Farms uh, onion production for a long period of time. They used to grow send out uh, uh, truckloads and trainloads of uh, onion transplants to the to the valley. And and also to and mainly uh, to uh, North Texas, and also sending the uh, the varieties, the onion that uh, made uh, Vidalia onion so famous, isn't it? And uh, he passed away on uh, January 25th at uh, 93 years old. So uh, he he would be missed. He made a considerable. Uh, he worked with A&M uh, uh, closely, and he worked with them to develop uh, of the uh, yellow granax, which we still sell now, and the 1015 wise super sweet onions. Uh, he was past recipient of the Texas Vegetable Association Lifetime Achievement Award and was induced into the uh, inducted. 2016. Inducted, yeah, inducted into the 2016 Texas Interna- International uh, Produce Hall of Fame. I don't go. So he would be missed. I don't go back that far. Yeah, but I remember the first job I had that got paid by the hour was uh, in truck gardens on the Minnesota River Valley, and they're usually onions. I mean, they were slave drivers. <laughs> 50 cents an hour, yeah. and they would dock, dock your pay. Sometimes 50 cents an hour? They didn't even, <laughs> they didn't even, uh, sometimes they made an error, you know, they were just docking people's pay. And everything. But the, the thing I remember the most was that you smelled like, if you worked all summer, oh, yeah. you smelled like onions uh, for a month going into Absolutely. school. And, uh, but every, anyway. everybody could identify the, the, uh, Onion group. Yeah. Do you remember what varieties they were growing? No. <laughs> what color were? What color were they? White or yellow or? Actually, now you're picking I, all I those just, onions. You I should just, remember the I color. I just took it for granted it was the yellow, but I don't. Okay. Know, but I didn't know it. It probably was the yellow. Yeah. But it was that was that was quite a job. But anyway, we will miss Wallace and all his 
And I'm, I'm going to do a, a write-up on him and put him on, in, on plantanswers.com on the uh, uh, horticulture heroes section. Uh, it tells about how how the do you remember the, do you remember the onion transplants that that we sold one time? Back, back way back then, all I remember is those bublets. Okay, <laughs> they were cute. I and that's what I remember the bulbets before. The what we started our stint here at Millburg was twenty years ago. Yeah, right. And then that's that's when I start noticing the transplants. Right, right. Okay. All right, and Trace, uh, real quick, uh, tomatoes still in the greenhouse? Uh, a few, and I should be able to bring in some more this next week, so I'll give you better info So tomorrow. people are coming to find in the tycoons. They're, uh, I think we're down to two varieties in there. Okay, still uh, tycoon. Celebrity and... I don't remember. <laughs> I'll have to go look. I want to say Ruby Crush was one of them. Okay. Uh, but we'll have a better selection probably Tuesday or Wednesday. All right. Yeah. Are they, are they gonna have the rodeo tomato Tuesday or Wednesday? They I'll, should. I'll have. I'll have do we to sell ask. the rodeo tomato after the rodeo, or do we sell it during the rodeo? I sell it as soon as they ship it to me. Okay. It's secret. I can't remember. <laughs> but once Whether they we once, sold it during. Once or, they ship it, then there's no holding the name back. You know, it's, right? It's yeah. out there. Yeah. And Jerry was bragging on your blue bonnets. Yeah. yeah they where'd are you, nice. Where'd you get those? Those came out of from Color Spot. Wow, uh, and they're growing up. But those are the prettiest container blue bonnets nice I've ever roses seen. Going by there too. Yeah, they are pretty, and beautiful, beautiful citrus too. Yeah, those uh, we got the citrus. We got a great selection of citrus now. Yeah, and our avocados are here just in time to be in for the ad. Yeah, and featured as a sale item. All right, cool, Trace. Well, we're going to take a quick break. While we do, you give us a call at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. More of Millburgers Gardening South Texas is coming up on 930 AM, The Answer. Yeah, Mr. Wick. It's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road. And I'm so excited. This is the time I talk to you about the things that are on sale at Millburgers. And I'm excited because some of the items that we have are items that you have been waiting for. Let me tell you about them. Right now on sale at Millburgers, you'll find Texas Blue Bonnet Transplants. This Texas Superstar is on sale in the 6-inch pot, regularly $3.99, now on sale for just $2.88 or $4 for $10. What an opportunity. Opportunity. And speaking of opportunities, you've heard us talking about fruit trees. Right now, fruit trees are on sale in the five-gallon container for just twenty-six eighty-eight. You can choose from apples, peaches, pears, plums, apricots, and you can feel confident because Millburgers talks with the experts, and these are the varieties that are chosen for this area. All right, you ready? Are you sitting down? Avocado trees are on sale in the five-gallon container. On sale for just $38.88. That's at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 and Bull Verde Road. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, 
cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. This is Michael Medved for townhall.com. A survey of opinion on the Middle East brings good news to Israel and bad news for Democrats. The Pew Center asked the question, in the dispute between Israel and the Palestinians, who do you sympathize with? Among every gender, every racial or religious group, every age or educational level, Americans strongly sided with Israelis. Only one political group, self-identified Democrats, split nearly evenly between sympathies for Israel and the Palestinians, with 27% for the Jewish state, 26% for the Palestinians. By contrast, Republicans backed Israel by a lopsided ratio of 13 to 1, while independents favored the Jewish state by nearly 3 to 1. What puts Democrats so badly out of the mainstream? In fact, it's the moral relativism that's infected contemporary liberalism, leaving the left reluctant to ever say one side's right and the other's wrong. Moreover, Israelis and Americans share a reverence for three institutions many liberals instinctively distrust, the military, business, and traditional faith. I'm Michael Medved. Let's face it, we love Alexa, and we love to let her find your favorite radio station. This one, of course. We love it, too, when she finds us. But she could find us easier if we taught her a simple skill. To get started, simply say, Alexa, enable the answer San Antonio skill. After she confirms, you can then say, Alexa, play the answer San Antonio. That's all you have to do, and Alexa will learn how to find us. You can listen to us through your Amazon Echo, Echo Show, Echo Dot, and Amazon Tap devices. Alexa, what is your favorite radio station? That's easy. 9.30 a.m., the answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. I'm Milton Glick, along with uh, Dr. Calvin Fish, Dr. Jerry Parsons. They're uh, answering a question off the air, so I'm going to tell you about Spider-Man Pest Control. If it's bugging you in your home and you want it gone... That's uh, a joke, huh? What? It's bugging you in your home? Yes, if it's bugging you in your home and you want it gone, well, call Spider-Man Pest Control and let him be your uh, pest control guy. If uh, Warren Remy has been doing this since 1976 and doing a great job helping homes uh, remain bug-free. Now, uh, you uh, can, uh, whether it's ants or scorpions or roaches or rodents or whatever it is, Spider-Man can help you with it. And the one thing I like best about Spider-Man is not only does he do a good job when he comes to the house, but he looks around, finds out why you might be having the problem and uh, fixes that too. So the chances of it coming back are smaller. Call, six, uh, call uh, go, I'm sorry, go on the website at uh, gospidermanpest.com. That's gospidermanpest.com. Dot com to learn more about Spider-Man Pest Control. You want to talk a little bit about what y'all were talking about? That man, y'all were having a heated conversation. <laughs> well, Trace wouldn't was, give him an answer. I, I couldn't give him an answer. Uh, <laughs> he wanted to know how often to water his brand-new laid sod this time of year. Oh, wow. Well, it obviously, when the weather's like this, it takes less water than... When it's going to be, what, 80, something like that? Next well, tomorrow is going to be in the uh, upper 70s and 80s. That's yeah. a high. So, uh, you know, tomorrow it's going to go through more plants and grass sweat just like we do. All right. So things like wind will make them sweat more. Things like heat are going to make them sweat more. The colder it is, the <laughs> less sweating they're going to sweat do. Sweat is transpiration, right? Yes. Oh, good. I'm, I'm giving Not you normal everyday terms. <laughs> and that can be a that can be an issue. I've seen the people ruin winter lawns with this too much water. Yeah, soggy. We've had we've had yeah. that occur sometimes. Yeah. 
But, uh, however, we're dry now. Yeah, well, you, you, it's just... And the humidity is extremely that, that's, low. That's why the point Trace is making is that you can't be automatic. You've got to be a little bit alert to what the situation is. In the wintertime, you've got a little more slack. Yeah. Because, you, you know, two days in the, in the summertime, you could dry it out. But And it's an easier answer on established grass than it is on oh, new oh, grass. Oh, yeah, yeah. So, I mean, it's, it's pretty simple on established grass. And in lieu of any significant rainfall, maybe every third or fourth week, uh, yeah. a good thorough watering. But new grass, if it dries out, it's gone. But if it stays too wet, it's not good either. One of the keys that I don't think we emphasize enough on new grass is that contact. Yeah. The root, the root contact with the uh, uh, soil. And that, that sure really makes roll. it more more efficient, and, and you yeah, don't have that, that is, dry that drying key. out in between. Generally, when we have people that have issues to lay in the grass, the, the one thing that they didn't do roll is roll it. Yeah, got to get the air pockets out so they get the soil to soil contact, and your your chances of survival go up dramatically when you do yeah. that. Yeah, it does give you a lot a lot more slack. You remember, remember, for the first. Two weeks, two to three weeks, you water in that sod. On the back or inside? And not, it hadn't got a root system into the into the into the regular soil yet. Shallow, so, frequently. Yeah, so you water in that sod. In the summer summertime, you you could easily water uh, twice a day in the shallow, just real shallow in the yeah, morning and yeah. evening. Works great. Works great. And remember that you can grow. St. Augustine sod on concrete. We saw it. So, so like if you watered properly. Well, the, the other part of the conversation was a little uh, more debatable. Uh-oh. He, he, he was going to buy Raleigh St. Augustine. Okay. And so I asked him how much sun he had, and he said, well, in the middle I had a lot of sun, but on the sides <laughs> I got smoke trees. That's where everybody is. So... We uh, we did talk him into either FJ Select or Palmetto, and if for some reason there's not enough light to grow that, then he needs to think ground covers or flower beds. But that's uh, that's your best two varieties for for shaded circumstances. And then y'all y'all are still be able to get sod in. Yeah, as long as it, they understand it's not going to be pretty green. Yeah, uh, yeah. We, we can definitely still get it in, well, weather man. permitting. Okay. Yeah. And if you if you're buying sod this time of the year, you want to get it from a reliable source that's telling you this this sod will work if you do this with it. So, and it's alive. Yeah, that's important too. Yeah, you don't. That dead sod takes longer to establish. But it doesn't use quite as much water. <laughs> it doesn't use quite as much water. <laughs> but it uses more green paint. <laughs> but hey. anyway, don't, don't buy. This is very important that you buy. Them. From places like the mountain, you're going to make me cold doing your home. No, I'm sorry. I got my gloves on, Jerry. Yeah. I know it. What, are you, what, what is wrong with hey, you? Hey, you know, if uh, people are interested in this discussion about turf grass and water needs, uh, they've got the Extension Services got a program on February 23rd at the Cherry Ridge uh, office, 3355 Cherry Ridge, Suite 208. And it's from 1 to 5 p.m. It, it, uh, it's all about turf and rainwater catchment. Sounds like pretty interesting. It's free. 
that sounds great. Very seldom is yeah. that kind of stuff free. Although if they if they miss that one, we are going to have a uh, Turf 101 seminar conducted by David, and I think it's in April. Okay. So if you check our website, you can get the exact date for that. You know what? We also need to mention the uh, landscape school that the gardening volunteers of South Texas. That's next Saturday, and uh, that's from uh, 9 a.m. to 1 p.m. That's at El Dacos in Stone Oak this mm-hmm. time, and it's co-sponsored by our friends at Trinity Glenrose and the San Antonio Water System. And 9 to 1 p.m., Saturday the 10th, uh, and that's a th- there's a $30 fee per individual with that, and then $50 if there's two of you uh, in the same family. And, you, and that includes all those handouts, uh, plant lists, and... Uh, Lectures. Are there snacks? Um, <laughs> no, I don't think there are snacks. But you're you're close right there. Yeah, but there there is the consultation, which is you know every individual gets uh, information is very valuable. Yeah, and especially if it's directed to your specific questions. So if you if you want to give give them a call, uh, or just go to go to the Go uh, Garden Volunteers of South Texas website. And uh, you get more information, and you can reserve a, sp- a spot there, and bring all the information you have. If you've uh, done done some rough planning for yourself, or you have some just some ideas, some notes, and those are the kind of things that you want to discuss in the uh, consultation, the individual consultation that you have. So, landscape school next Saturday. You do have to register by the seventh to participate. And that's at Aldaco's in Stone Oak, and it's uh, uh, 9 to 1 p.m., Garden Volunteers, South Texas, $30 uh, fee or $50 for two of you. Hardy. 210-308-8867, Uh you really got strawberries out there. I've got a few strawberries. Um Calvin said you can still plant, transplant, uh, plant. Uh, you got onions, right? I've got Bigger onions. Wallace. And I've got the right varieties of onions. Every yeah. variety there is. You no, i got uh, all the varieties that will function here. Yeah. There you go. Uh, according to uh, uh, Daylith. Now, you said something the other day, uh, and we need to check with Bruce Frazier on this, but... Uh, that this was going to be the last bunches of onions well, that you order? Well, um, that I might order. Okay. I'm, I'm thinking that, uh, he, well, I'm pretty sure you can plant the intermediate day. See, we use, uh-oh, coming after you, Milton. What? <laughs> uh, we're, the onions you're selling now are, are what we call short-day onions, right? Right. But uh, there's some really good intermediate-day onions. That like candy, I don't know if they're selling. I guess well, they're selling candy. I asked you about that a couple of weeks ago. I'll, I'll ask you again here in a minute. Okay, but uh, you can sell. You can. You can. Uh, they're intermediate. They meaning that they'll bub a little bit later on. Now the onions are taking off, but they still need to be fertilized. 
uh, uh, every every two to, uh, at least every two weeks with a water uh, with a. He keeps getting it shorter and shorter. You know? <laughs> yeah, yeah. I you know <laughs> I started out every ball. four four weeks and then he's. <laughs> On three weeks. Now he's two weeks. So my, so my answer is sparingly but frequently. That way I don't have to remember what I said the last time. There you go. Well, and if you use slow-release lawn fertilizer, you can you kind of get a, a constant yeah, source of new, uh, nitrogen in there. So. But uh, that that is uh, the key. They're really easy. Onions are really easy to grow here, but you gotta have you gotta have a generous application of fertilizer quite frequently. And broccoli, let's see, do you have any broccoli? I think there's a, a little bit in four-and-a-half-inch pots. It, it's getting kind of... Yeah, it's, don't, it's don't wait too much longer. Yeah. Mostly lettuce and Swiss chard. Uh, the herb selection's pretty good out there. <laughs> um, and I think there's a little bit of cabbage, kale. Yeah. So uh, I, I, heard a, I heard a radio guy the other day, I had to laugh, on uh, uh, 1200 talking about W.O.L., talking about uh, healthy foods or something, and, and somebody mentioned Swiss chard, and he said, what is that? Right. Uh, <laughs> Swiss chard. He didn't know what Swiss chard is. <laughs> uh, I, don't, I don't think he's a, a greens eater. No. Very much of a greens Did he know kale? Yeah, kind of. Uh, yeah. By reputation, maybe. But uh, yeah, yeah, you, you get you me. Take them here, that Swiss chard. Kale, kale and pomegranate juice, you know. Yeah, and uh, so anyway, that's uh, still got time to plant some of the uh, some of the uh, winter vegetables in in the garden now. All right, two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. Trace mentioned the website. Uh, that website is millburgernursery.com, where you'll find out about all the uh, activities that are happening at the nursery, millburgernursery.com, whether it's a children's gardening class or it's a blood drive or, um, let's see, in a couple weeks, the Rodeo, rodeo Tomatoes the Celebration. Rodeo. Yeah, with uh, music and uh, food and yep, all kinds of good stuff. And the star of the show, of course, is the Rodeo Tomato. Which the proceeds from the sale that that weekend or that day, that day, that day will benefit uh, junior master gardeners. Yeah. yeah. So uh, check out millburgernursery.com for that. Not next weekend, but the weekend after. So not the tenth, but the seventeenth. I think we're sounds right. Yeah. All right. Two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven is our number. Two one zero three zero eight. 8867, toll free 866-308-8867. We're going to take a break and come right back with more of Millburgers Garden South Texas. We're back with Millburgers Gardening South Texas. Once again, Dr. Jerry Parsons, Dr. Calvin Finch, Milton Glick, and your calls on 9:30 a.m. The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening South Texas, where Blake is on the line at 210-308-8867. Hi, Blake. What's going on? How can we help you today? Good afternoon, gentlemen. <laughs> yes, sir. I have, I have a lila avocado tree I bought from Millburgers last year. It grew okay. extremely well this year. It Good. survived the freeze, but Good. I've seen a leaf disease. I'm seeing spots uh, on the, just spots on the leaves. Yep, red spots on the leaves. 
Yeah, that's that's that has a lot to do with weather too. Yes. So uh, don't, it's it's not a avocados don't have a, usually don't have foliage diseases. That's a, I think that's physiological damage from the coal. They just they just don't concentrate a lot of uh, effort yeah, or chemistry right. to, to do battle in the winter time. So they. It seems that the diseased leaves are on the outer edge of the tree. The leaves in the center of it look good, but that's where I had a work light during this freeze under tarps. So that proves that it was cold temperatures. That's what I'm thinking. Do I need to apply yeah. a fungicide? No, 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 no. Uh, just let it let it run its course. It's, a, it's, okay. a, it's kind of the same thing we're doing with all the citrus. Yeah. Just seeing, seeing what... What the tree was able to do in terms of the cold, and then it'll, at some point, probably in March or so, you'll you'll be clearly defined where where there's any damage. And yeah, those leaves may fall off. But yeah, don't they worry are. About that. Don't worry they about are. that. They are. I tried an avocado tree years ago from that guy in Divine that had right. his his varieties, and the same thing happened. And the entire tree defoliated and died. And so I just. <clears throat> Oh, it died? Yeah, it died. A lot of times they defoliate, but they won't die. Well, that last one did, and I'm, this one's done so well, I'm working real hard trying to keep it. So I'll just have let you, it run its course. Have, have, you, have, you, heard, have you heard of H-E-B avocados? They've got uh, good avocados man. over there. Yeah, I know, but I want to try it. Uh, exactly. <laughs> have you... Have you, you know they get big, so have you got it in yeah. a good place that it'll get big? Yeah, I do. Full sun. Yeah. Okay, good deal. Yeah, and don't. Okay, I'll, uh, let, I'll let it run its Don't over-fertilize over or over-water for yeah, just reasonable amounts of those. Yeah. All right, well, good luck. Yeah, Keep uh, us informed, okay? <coughs> bring, okay. Bring, oh, us well. some, bring us some guacamole when you, in a couple of years. <laughs> uh, let's hope I can. There you go. <laughs> Good All luck. Right, thank you. Thanks. Bye. People love to grow avocados. Yep, and they want to. They they, they really They want to. They Yeah. All right, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. I'll say it's a pretty ornamental tree. Oh. But don't don't get it's not it's not the avocado that you get at HEB. Yeah, they're different. They're, they're <laughs> Uh, they're they're different, so uh, I hope I hope people won't be too disappointed by the quality of the of the avocado. Yeah, the the prime goal on the avocados varieties that we're trying to grow here are uh, trying to survive the cold. Right, right. And so there's uh, you know in terms of the quality of the fruit, it's not in the same <coughs> league as as more mild climate production. Well put. Yeah, and, Calvin knows how to put things. And uh, and if you you realize that, uh, of course, we're trying all these supposedly cold hardy avocados, but uh, they've never been able to establish a avocado industry or grow grow enough to have Texas avocados. Even yeah, even down in the valley. In the va- even in the valley. That's what the point I was making. So uh uh the 
the uh, he alert to grow, the, growing avocados in San Antonio is precarious to say the least. Yeah. You're pioneering and experimenting, and yeah, uh, where, where you put it and how you deal with it is is a key factor on whether it's going to survive and produce. But the tree is nice. I mean, and, and it's, it's sort of an evergreen tree if it doesn't freeze back too hard. But uh, the avocados have been grown in San Antonio, mainly from people planting the seed out of the avocado and growing a tree and keeping it in the house for several years and then planting it outside. And when, when it got so big that it was pushing the ceiling. Yeah, <laughs> and then planting it outside for at least two to three years before it froze. Yeah. But uh, hopefully these, some of the, we, we had some at the greenhouse, uh, didn't even lose a leaf huh. in this last cold. Were they covered? Wow. No, no, uh-uh, we don't cover. Because it's, you, there, it's in the can, greenhouse. You so. can't cover, but uh, not, the citrus kind of stays small or small compared to an avocado. Avocado tree get wants to get 20 feet tall, you know. Yeah, and the growth rate is unbelievable. Oh, yeah. When they get well established, the more they get established, the faster they grow. But anyway, people love to grow them. That was, that was one of the first uh, in the fruit giveaway, fruit plant giveaway that they had a couple weeks ago. Or was that last Yeah, week? no, it was a couple, uh, couple was weeks last... ago. Now I can't one... remember. <laughs> Time flies when you're having yeah, fun. Yeah, was it last week? It could have been. I think well, it was. Saturday. Yeah, it was the it was the week. The, the reporting was last week. Yeah, it was the week before. But anyway, uh, that was one of the out of the thousands of people that came down. They had citrus and avocados, and and of course peaches and plums and all sorts of fruit. But avocado was one of the first. Well, they didn't have many, but Apple was the first one to go. Oh, really? And uh, and avocados, I think, was second. Which hey, is, that's good because that's the alphabet, too. Yeah. Apple, that, avocado. There you go. Yeah, it does work out. <laughs> yeah. Bananas, I think, were next. They had, what a banana. They, wow. they, had, they, had so, they had so many citrus down there. I think uh, they, but citrus was... Uh, probably third in import, third uh, in 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 uh, popularity. So anyway, um, but everybody wants to grow an avocado and and like I said, Millburgers. What was the educational goal of that program? I mean, it was SAS co-sponsored, right? Did yeah. they, was there was there a message in terms of conservation or no? <laughs> <laughs> they planted uh, recommended fruit, fruit, fruit and nut trees, and uh, I guess the educational value was to plant fruit trees, fruit and nut trees. Now the the people that were get, got free ones were the ones that planted, or were there? Yeah, yeah. yeah. Uh, oh, they gave away fourteen hundred, fifteen hundred trees. <clears throat> so anyway. That that, uh, that that was a good good program, but anyway, the avocado trees are on sale uh, in five gallon containers, regularly fifty dollars, now thirty nine dollars. 
and uh, and they've also got pecan trees. We don't we don't mention pecan trees very much. Uh, let's see, they've got uh, cattle, desirable pawnee, and uh, pawnee's my favorite. Yeah, I can't read the last one. But maybe it's Choctaw. But uh, in six-gallon containers, regularly $60, now $50. So uh, we got all our fruit trees and stuff on sale. Uh, The fruit trees trees are on sale now, too. They've got uh, juice from apples, peaches, pears, plums, apricots, and more. All varieties selected and recommended for this area. Five-gallon container, regularly $35 on sale for $27. So, so now, yeah, if you want your choice of the recommended varieties, yeah, now, now is the time, time to get them because they, they go fast. The, the low-chill uh, varieties and those varieties that have had a perf- pro- uh, proven performance. And uh, is, that, uh, is that article in, uh, let's see, the article la- last week uh, talked about uh, uh, some more fruit, apples, pears, peaches, and plums. Right. So if you want some information there, and I don't know if when it will get in plant answers, but soon, I'm sure. Yeah. And then the, the, this, the um, easier to grow but uh, um, not quite as popular fruits that we talked about this, this uh, Saturday. Yeah, I don't think I, I don't think I've ever seen a better selection of citrus than they have here. Yeah. So this is citrus center. Pretty citrus much. Center. The citrus is is so it's really fun. The key the citrus is the cold protection. So you want to take that into consideration. And the way it's getting now, the only two really constant uh, things you have to worry about are lemons and limes. I think the others others generally make it through our typical winter without much yeah. attention now that the do do we have orange frost over there yeah I, I would frost? imagine we got everything yeah. all right I, I, I haven't seen a listing of, of the varieties but uh i was over at uh greenleaf nursery uh last week and uh looking at because they don't get as they didn't get as cold i think they got 19 or something over there at El Campo. And uh, uh, they had Mr. Moore's, they had the stock trees planted out. And uh, n- none of the uh, none of the Satsumas burnt, burnt foliage. Oh, they didn't good. burn foliage on them. So uh, the, I, I was very happy with the way they went through this coal. And so far, so far, this is, there are people will be calling in, but so far I haven't heard of any damage on orange frost or uh, Arctic frost, citrus, satsumas. Uh, a lot of people covered, but uh, and our, our little little awari tree out here in the in the barrel in front of it, <coughs> here, excuse me, didn't even burn a leaf on it. So uh, the the there. And and that's that's really nice. Now the what we hear that got burned back, of course, was the uh, lemon and limes. I think even lemons this year. You know, in the past years, I've been surprised at 
how lemons didn't didn't even burn back. But I think uh, I think some of the lemons took a little bit of burn this year. Well, mine took a lot of burn. Oh, uh, did it? Well, I didn't I didn't put a heat source. I covered them pretty well, uh, very well, but didn't put a heat source to that first long freeze we had. And uh, I concentrate on the limes. Yeah, yeah, that's, limes that's the most fared real sass. well. Uh, then, but the second, the second freeze, I gave them both a heat source, lemons and limes. So it looks to me like the lemons are going to defoliate, but there doesn't seem to be much stem damage. Right. And the limes look pretty, real good. Uh, it, most of the foliage is still there. In the past, we've always said when when a citrus defoliates, it won't have fruit the following year. But uh, it'd be interesting to see. Now the if le- you're if you're lemon, yeah. Uh, now my li- lemon last year defoliated, but had had some fruit. I mean, had okay twenty, uh, you know, like say twelve or fourteen per plant. Uh, limes, of course, the limes died to the right. died to the ground. Right. So. Uh, also, guy, I was like I said, talking to Greenleaf, and because of the citrus yelling, yellowing. That uh, wiping out the uh, industry in uh, in uh, in Florida, and they want they're trying to keep it keep the currents of it down in in the valley. Uh, so from now on, well, beginning in about a year or two, the uh, all citrus will be budded and grafted, budded will be budded or grafted. And so uh, we've lost the. Uh, they can do that faster, and they they can get uh, certified budwood uh, more of it. You know, if they use buds rather than cuttings, uh, they can they can get more trees out of the certified tree. Uh, so th- we've lost that idea of uh, growing them on uh, on their own rootstock. So so. So we won't have trouble with those uh, sprouts uh, of uh, rootstock, roots, rootstock. They're grafting them on uh, Carrizo citron, I think. So, uh, which doesn't have. It's not like sour orange or. No, no. So we would be able to recognize. The- yeah, yeah. Richard is on the line at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Richard, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How are you doing today? Oh, fine. Uh, wondering about the Sunbright Rodeo tomato. Will it be for sale soon? I don't yes. Know. 17th here at Millburgers, but at the rodeo next week, next yeah. weekend. Yeah. yeah. Oh, Okay. That, so how did you, that, where did you get the name? How'd you get the name, Richard? I saw him at a nursery here in San Antonio. Uh-oh. Hmm. Yeah. I jumped said, the gun. Uh, well, they were six-packs, not individual, you know, I'm talking four-inch. They were yeah. six-packs, yeah. But anyway, they look very interesting. But I just cool. thought, yeah. well, I yeah, just wait a little while because this just now began February. Yeah. The right, the write okay. up. Uh, Thanks, the, Richard. You the take care. The write up is already Bye-bye. on plantanswers.com. dot com. Oh, good. With the name. With the name. Oh, okay. So, 
And since he's already, I didn't know what to, I didn't know what to answer. Uh, I was like, "What <laughs> is this a trick question? You know, is he setting us up to learn what the name is?" Yeah. But uh, no, he got it. All right, let's take a quick break while we do. Call us at 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. We've got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Calvin Finch and Dr. Jerry Parsons. I'm Milton Glick, and this is 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Hi, it's Milton Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Bull Road, and I'm so excited. This is the time I talk to you about the things that are on sale at Millburgers, and I'm excited because some of the items that we have are items that you have been waiting for. Let me tell you about them. Right now on sale at Millburgers, you'll find Texas Blue Bonnet Transplants. This Texas Superstar is on sale in the 6-inch pot, regularly $3.99, now on sale for just $2.88 or $4 for $10. What an opportunity. And speaking of opportunities, you've heard us talking about fruit trees. Right now, fruit trees are on sale in the five-gallon container for just $26.88. You can choose from apples, peaches, pears, plums, apricots, and you can feel confident because Millburgers talks with the experts, and these are the varieties that are chosen for this area. All right, you ready? Are you sitting down? Avocado trees are on sale in the five-gallon container on sale for just $38.88. That's at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, 1604 and Bolverde Road. Dale Wamsley explains what happens when the government gets involved in your money. Cycles have normal restrictions upon them. And if it was a pure and open marketplace, you could count on cycles to keep us going in the right direction in a safe zone forever. But my friends, when the government gets in and gerrymanders the world, cycles are not pure. The Dell Wamsley Radio Show, weeknights at 9 on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Make plans now to join Salem Radio Network hosts Hugh Hewitt, Larry Elder, and Mike Gallagher on the 2018 Aloha Talkers Hawaii Cruise. Sail around and explore some of the world's most beautiful islands, then at night gather together with Hugh, Larry, and Mike for a special time discussing a fresh course for this nation. The 2018 Aloha Talkers Hawaii Cruise sets sail for seven days, August 11th through the 18th. For all the details about this cruise, visit 930amtheanswer.com or call 855-655-1335. That's 855-655-1335. Book your trip today. From Washington, D.C., it's the Cal Thomas Commentary. And now, here is America's number one syndicated columnist, Cal Thomas. By the time you hear this, President Trump may have released the so-called memo. What's the memo? It's a four-page summation by the Republican majority of the House Intelligence Committee detailing the FBI's behavior during the 2016 election. Higher-ups at the FBI and Justice Department have been lobbying the president not to release it, but it should be released because it may reveal outrageous, even criminal activity by certain people who wanted Hillary Clinton, not Donald Trump, elected president. Excuses from the FBI have ranged from alleged exposure of sensitive information to embarrassment. Embarrassment should never be a reason to hide something like this from the public. This is potentially a bigger scandal than Watergate. The media mostly have ignored it for too long and are now just starting to report on it. Intelligence Committee Chairman Devin Nunes has said, quote, it's clear that top officials used unverified information in a court document to fuel a counterintelligence investigation during an American political campaign, unquote. Let the taxpaying and voting public decide. Release the memo. 
I'm Cal Thomas in Washington. For a free copy of today's commentary and other information, visit calthomas.com or send a written request mentioning the date and subject to Values Through Media, Post Office Box 7065, Arlington, Virginia, 22207. Tax-deductible gifts support these commentaries and are appreciated. Listen again next time for the Cal Thomas Commentary. Everywhere you go, anywhere you go, 9.30 a.m., the answer goes with you. That's because we're no longer trapped inside a radio. We are now everywhere you are, and you carry us around in your pocket. We're ubiquitous on iTunes, on iHeart, on our own app, on our website, on conservativeradio.com, on your iPad, iPhone, and Android. We're always with you because we're inside your pocket. Whatever you do, don't lose us. 9.30 a.m., The Answer. And welcome back to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Our phone number, 210-308-8867, 210-308-8867. Toll free, it's 866-308-8867. James is on the line. James, welcome to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas. How you doing today? Oh, just fine. How about y'all? How y'all doing? Hey, it's a little chillier than it's supposed to be. It wasn't supposed to be this cold. It was not. And Calvin's even got his gloves on. I tell you, I cold. I don't know who to complain to. Gosh, I'm sitting here in front of my wood stove. I sure. Oh, you're killing us. All right. Well, thanks for calling, James. Yeah. Yeah, you come outside and call us. (laughs) Hey, I got a question question and a comment for you guys. My question is, are you going to have a big tomato contest this year? As far as I know, no, we canceled it. We'll double check, but as far we, as I we know, we canceled it. As far as the people out of out of San Antonio area, <laughs> no, okay. no, I believe so. Yes, yeah, we're, we're, we've we've heard you bragging for years, James. So we're ready for you to come come forward and win the contest. When is <laughs> the date for the way off? I don't. Know, that we don't know yet. We'll have to. Just, we'll have to. It's in check. June. Oh. Isn't it? It's usually in June. Yeah. Yeah. The, we- the weather. That's the first part of June. Yeah. Yeah, the weather kind of plays a part when as the day is picked. But, yeah, and generally kind of, I think, it's, it's, don't quote me. I'm not telling you this is when it is. I think it's fallen about a week or so after um, Festival of Flowers. Okay. Because I think they uh, that that's kind of that last push with flyers and stuff. But we'll check. We'll, we'll double check for you, James. Okay, we'll keep an eye on that date. And uh, and my comment is uh, that you Purple Martin folks out there need to start thinking about getting your sparrow traps out of the shed and set up because now is the time to get working on those sparrows. If you don't, you you won't be happy. You know, James, I'm I'm busy. I was going to t- bring that topic, the Martins, up too, because I'm rushing to get my f- final new house complete. Uh, but uh, you know, I and I'll, I'll probably be eating my words now. But I, I've kind of gotten used to a uh, a sharing arrangement between there you go I'd between the, Mar- the Martins <laughs> and the English Sparrows. I usually get. Uh, <laughs> I usually get uh, about four pairs of martins and two pairs of English sparrows in each of those uh, twelve whole houses. Yeah, and, they, and it's the funniest. 
It's the funniest thing because they just uh, ignore each other. You know, it's like yeah. they don't they don't exist. Uh, they'll squabble. You know, the Martins will be affectionate with each other, and uh, you know, just the English sparrows go over the other side or fly off. Or, but uh, yeah, I used to. I used to. Uh, have sparrow traps, but I don't. Uh, do how, do, how do those sparrow traps work? They they go they in walk. and they get the bait, and then the door shuts on them, and you got them. They're stuck. And then what do you do? And they keep coming in. Yeah. Do you yeah, carry you, them and you, release them in another part of the? Uh, yeah, uh, you re- you release them in the compost pile, Jerry. Wait a minute. Oh, hey, Not first true. of all, they're. They're uh, illegal aliens. They were they weren't native to this part of the country, and they're so. They used, but James, used, so honeybees are not native too. Are, I, I'm beginning, are you picking and choosing now? I'm beginning to see articles it. saying honeybees are not good for the environment. Uh, good for farmers, <laughs> bad for the environment. I saw an article on in line about that the other day. So okay, okay. where do where where do you put your sparrow trap? Do you put it? Up you can next put it on the, the house, or do you put it on the is, or, Yeah, you can put it on the pole where the Martin is, Martin house okay. is, or you can put okay. it on a separate pole. Okay. But it's really not a good idea, according to the Purple Martin Conservation Association, to allow the sparrows to uh, set up housekeeping in your Martin houses. Why is that? Do they carry diseases, or are they just bad it's, neighbors, or what's the deal? It's just not a good idea. They're they're pushing uh, to trap them, to trap them out. Now the starlings, you can buy a uh, a, a certain entrance. Uh, it's an entrance that goes into the Purple Martin house, and it will keep the starlings out. But you can't do that with the sparrows. You have to trap them. So if you really want to be successful, like somebody we know, trapping is a good way to get started. Yeah, I don't. I'm not an advocate for it anymore. Do you I have traps? Well, year, years ago yeah. I did. Yeah. Oh, you don't have them now. No, I don't do. I haven't done it since I've been here in San Antonio. But uh, the thing I find, James, I never. It was one of those uh, with English sparrows. Uh, never seem to diminish the population. You just keep trapping and trapping and trapping, and they are f- perfectly capable of uh, reproducing to fill any gaps. And and uh, if it's a great environment, the birds from surrounding areas just replace them. So you need to trap this for just the females, <laughs> We, we want to do all we can to make life for our purple martins. Uh, as good as we can. So my con, my contention is that they that they do everything they need to to be successful. You know? All right. Well, y'all are going to have to agree to disagree because we got to yeah. move on. Thanks, James. Okay. Bye bye. Uh, thanks, James. Billy, bye. you want to come on the air? Here, let me get you the mic here. What? My orange frost made it without any problems. Oh, good. I, okay. I did. I did cover it the first time and the second time I covered it, but the, it blew off. So, so, and I even have a picture with the snow on it too. So. Oh, good. Oh, how funny. Last last year it lost the foliage, so I was glad to. It was young then. Yeah, Noel, it's uh, it's I don't know, uh, four or five years old. It's been around a while. 
Okay. When they were first for sale in San Antonio, I think when the yeah. Texas Master Gardeners were here. Right, right. That's when I got it. So it's been around. It's not very big. It's it's in a container. And it's our. Uh, it's orange frost. Orange frost. Yeah. No problem. But it defoliated last well, year? Last year it defoliated because I didn't How cover. cold did it get? Uh, it got cold uh, oh. not very long like it did this yeah. year, but it got cold. Yeah, we, we were talking about that. I that issue 15, came up about maybe, that. something like that. Yeah, it other got, people were complaining. It cold. Yeah. Did it have any fruit after it defoliated? No, the leaves came back, but no fruit. Okay. No blooms. Okay. Yeah. So maybe, maybe that oh. old concept of... If it defoliates, it won't have fruit. Yeah. Well, I heard you say yeah. that on the radio. That's the reason I repeat it to you. Yeah. yeah. Well, I just came to get some blue bonnets. All right, yeah. All right. What are you oh, going to do with them, Billy? Are pretty. What are you going to do with the blue bonnets? I, I put them in containers. Containers? If I have company, I give them some. Give them oh, oh, that's nice. cool. Yeah. That's a good idea. I cool. tried to tell one of my brothers when I carried him some last year that if he set them out in his backyard, well, he'd have blue bonnets next year. But yeah. I haven't had a report on it. So. Uh-huh. <laughs> now, <laughs> unless, you're, unless you're Milton... What? I, did your did your that you had a blue bonnet that was uh, famously successful, but did it drop any seed, or does that it's yeah, your old house? Oh, I think I tried to do the bag thing, and I don't know. I don't think I, I don't think I helped it too much. I think <laughs> I think I tried to help it instead of just leaving it alone. Yeah. Yeah. So no, it didn't do anything. That's, uh, that's, that's how, did, how did you try to help it? I don't know. Y'all were. I think I tried to. To taking the blooms off or the seed pods off? Yeah, something like that. Yeah. Maybe I didn't do it in time or I don't or did it too late or Yeah, you want to get those seed pods when they look like a little bitty bean on there before yeah. they develop. So because they're sapping the plants uh, oh, you know, but he we were talking about reproduction, so yeah. he, he he wanted he wanted to leave his seeds till they developed and right. dropped. Yeah. yeah. You have to let them turn Yeah. Yeah, yeah, the turn the pot, the pasta turned yellow. I remember the, I don't know how many years ago it was, Jerry, when we were, I helped you in the greenhouse one to collect, uh, those uh, seeds, or maybe it was even out in the field. I can't remember. We put them in the upside down in the right in the paper bag. Paper bag, yeah, that was that was slick to collect the seed because yeah. then when they popped. All the seed in was the right down in the bag, and you got the timing was there. They were the uh, pods were fully uh, developed, but they were just starting to show some uh, yellowing. Brown. Yeah, yellowing. And then the brown. fact that you had the whole plant in there, they uh, matured and the yellow uh, dried out slowly. Uh, so it seemed to work really well. Yeah, and these are the ones the transplants. Billy bought a bunch. Uh, was I uh, better get one quick? Are they uh, blue? Oh, they're the blue, blue bonnets. I assume they're blue, 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 blue. blue. The That's so common. I know it. I didn't look at the tag. I assume they're all yeah, blue. Probably. All right, I'll have to go look. I got. I have an old. Uh, I don't know where, even where we used it, Cherry, but I had a, an old uh, showboard. That had red blue bonnet pictures all yeah, on, yeah. on the back, and then I, I'd use it for other things in the front. That took it to uh, maybe it was the Gonzalez Master Gardeners, and they and they saw those red blue bonnets, and <laughs> one, one of those oh, uh, plant breeders at it again. Uh. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I, it's been a long time since I heard anybody accuse. There's uh, always one out there yeah. somewhere. I said. 
No, they've just been selected. Right. Yeah, although they have been selected over uh, several years so that you uh, can concentrate the, the seed. Right. But, of course, I didn't convince them. <laughs> All right, 210-308-8867 is our number, 210-308-8867. Uh, Calvin, speaking of wildflowers, Calvin mentioned in his Dig In Now uh, section in today's paper, uh, page C11, uh, he's talking about uh, larkspur. The, uh, the naturalized larkspur are sprouting in the garden now. Raised yeah, bad. They just love it. When the soil warms up in the spring, they, they, they sprout out. Sometimes, sometimes they can get frosted back a little bit, but uh, it seems like they live through it. Uh, Calvin said, leave a row or two where they won't overwhelm your other cold-weather crop or cool-weather annuals and cull the rest. Or, or cut the cut them, uh, them out. They transplant at, at real this, well. Yeah, at this time of the year, no, it, they don't transplant well, according to the wildflower book. Well, be, uh, see, I didn't realize that, so I'd been transplanting them for several <laughs> years <laughs> before you read the book. Yeah, <laughs> they're you know, and you, if you let them go, they'll take over your whole oh, raised yeah. bed and. Even rocket snapdragons, they grow over the top of rockets even. So I just limit Maybe I just rocket two, large two, two rows, and and I transplant to fill those rows. So just I have limited plants. It is a little, it's one of those like thinning peaches or something, you know, you hate yeah. to, You hate to, they're such a beautiful flower, and the hummingbirds like them, and the butterflies like them, and they're tough, but if you're going to have a, like a cut flower garden with more than larkspurs in it, then you, you, you do have to get them under control. And they they, come they year after year. When I when we were trying to grow the bunny bloom larkspur, the one that was uh, had pink petals and uh, a white bunny, uh, the little bunny, the bunny face. And so, it's so center. sweet when he talks yeah, about that. I know. <laughs> but. Uh, we were growing them out at Verstraden's, out at uh, the Verstraden farm. And uh, when we first planted them, you know, they we planted them in, in defense of the blue bonnet because blue bonnets, about the time they start turning brown and the plants look bad, yeah. look weedy, uh, the larkspur will, like you say, overpower them. And and sh- and uh, sh- and uh, masked that uh, uh-huh. weedy look because the Verstraden's they're they're not known for their weeds. I mean they they go crazy over weeds. But we plant so we planted larkspur out there and made that selection. And uh, the funny thing about it, it wasn't funny to them. We could not find a they they could not find a pre-emergent herbicide to that that keeps the plant from coming up year after year that would uh, would stop larkspur. You know, larkspur is considered a weed in pastures and stuff. Yeah. And it's hard to believe that that little bitty thing that you're seeing now, that's what got my attention with this, uh, that you say they're sprouting now, little bitty cotyledon leaves coming up about uh, maybe a half an inch tall, it's hard to believe that stupid thing is going to get 
three or four feet tall. Yeah, and the foliage is very attractive too. Oh yeah, it's so fern. Yeah, it's a, they're easiest to, for me to transplant when they're about three inches tall, and, uh, and they look you know, look nice. But they are a little tough to pull out. You just have to kind of. Yeah, they got a taproot. Yeah, like a carrot. But I mean, it's not tough at that size to get them on yeah. the ground. It's yeah. just uh, psychologically, it's a little, it's a little difficult. And we used to, we used to sell uh, transplants. I don't, I don't think Pete, uh, the transplant growers are growing them anymore. Hey, but. let's take a quick break while we do. Give us a call at two one zero three zero eight eighty eight sixty seven. 210-308-8867. We've got more of Millburgers Gardening South Texas coming up with Dr. Jerry Parsons and Dr. Calvin Finch. He bought a nice citrus live here at Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road on 9.30 a.m. The Answer. Glick from Millburgers Landscape Nursery at 1604 on Boulevardy Road. And I'm so excited. This is the time I talk to you about the things that are on sale at Millburgers. And I'm excited because some of the items that we have are items that you have been waiting for. Let me tell you about them. Right now on sale at Millburgers, you'll find Texas Blue Bonnet transplants. This Texas superstar is on sale in the six inch pot, regularly $3.99, now on sale for just $2.88 or $4 for $10. What an opportunity! And speaking of opportunities, you've heard us talking about fruit trees. Right now, fruit trees are on sale in the five-gallon container for just twenty-six eighty-eight. You can choose from apples, peaches, pears, plums, apricots, and you can feel confident because Millburgers talks with the experts, and these are the varieties that are chosen for this area. All right, you ready? Are you sitting down? Avocado trees are on sale in the five-gallon container, on sale for just thirty-eight eighty-eight. That's at Millburgers Landscape Nursery, sixteen oh four, and Boulevardy Road. This Valentine's Day, give her a gift from your heart. Something to make her remember why she fell in love with you in the first place. Louise and Company Fine Jewelry can help. Louise and Company are specialized craftsmen who can help you with that special piece of jewelry that she'll treasure for a lifetime. That special piece that says, I love you. Louise and Company at the corner of TPC Parkway and Boulevardy Road. Call 210-499-1300. 210-499-1300. Three generations of fine craftsmanship waiting to serve you. Louise and Company Fine Jewelry. This is Lance Hobbes. Join me this Sunday evening from 8 to 10 for The God, Family, and Country Show. This show is a call for all Christians to live as God commanded. A call for a recommitment to your family to pray together and live a Christian life. A call to action in defense of our country, our Constitution, the amendments, and Bill of Rights, which we were given from God. Join me and the revival every Sunday evening from 8 to 10 on 930 AM. The answer. Hey, this is Bob Olszewski. Thanks for listening to Plugged In. This is amazing. In the movie Mary and the Witch's Flower, a girl named Mary finds a mysterious glowing flower that gives her supernatural powers. This animated Japanese import with an English voiceover dub is a colorful kid's pick. It suggests that pursuing fantastic things can sometimes come with its own set of dangers, and that our life doesn't need spells and witchy stuff to still be magical. That said, there's still lots of goofy, playful magicking in the mix, so I'm giving Mary and 
the witch's flower, three and a half crystal orbs out of five, for family friendliness. For more on the film, be sure to check out PluggedIn.com slash radio. Plugging you into the movies, I'm Bob Olaszewski for Focus on the Family's Plugged In Movie Review. If you lease office, retail, or warehouse space for your business, the last thing you want to do is overpay the landlord. But it happens every day. Hi, I'm Scott McMurray and president of Bottom Line Realty Advisors. We work with business people who want an effective strategy for their next real estate decision. Whether leasing or buying, it affects your bottom line. Your landlord has representation, and you should too. Even if you're a good tenant with no plans to move at all, you're the most vulnerable to getting a really bad deal. We only represent our clients, never landlords, so we have no conflict of interest. We stay on your side. Call me, Scott McMurrian, at 210-535-7800, and we'll negotiate from a position of strength. BottomlineRealtyAdvisors.com Bottomline Realty Advisors We get the landlord off your bottom line to Millburgers Gardening, South Texas, on 9.30 a.m., The Answer. Jerry got very upset with me because I didn't check the schedule to find out when the Top Tomato Contest was. Jerry? Yeah. I thought it was Charles. No, I was trying to give Jerry some credit. Oh. Yeah, credit there. So, okay, well, yeah, anyway. Luckily, Kevin and I both found our schedule. Yes, after we were reminded that we have uh-huh. a schedule. <laughs> That, well, this no. is the first year we've had him, so we, we can well excuse it. Well, and you, he, everybody knows that our memories are in and out, you know, long and short. And, and, there you go. And that, that's why we're such a good team, because usually one of us eventually can remember what we're talking about. There um, you go. But when is it? June 9th. Jerry? Yeah. Oh, we, what did you do with the list? I put it up. Uh, we we, we memorized it. <laughs> it's June 9th. When we got the date. June 9th. June 9th is the Top Tomato Contest here at Millburgers. It is subject for to all change. The, all the details. Oh, dear. I didn't know that. Depending on the weather. I'm going to probably get a text on that. Uh, uh, which we but, mentioned. <laughs> but, yeah, uh, for details, go to millburgernursery.com. But get your tomatoes. Start getting them in shape now. Hey, but something that uh, we don't have anybody waiting, do we? No. We're uh, okay. We can remind everybody that there's something that's coming up quicker than the, the, the tomato contest. That's the landscape school. Uh, for our friends, the Gardening Volunteers of South Texas, uh, they're going to sponsor, co-sponsor it with uh, San Antonio Water System and the uh, uh, folks at the Trinity Glen Rose. Yep. And it's going to be up there at uh, El Daco's in Stone Oak. And it will be Saturday the 10th from 9 to 1 p.m. $30 fee per individual, uh, $50 for a couple. And it'll include an individual consultation, lots of handouts, lots of good plant lists and landscape care guide. Uh, and that consultation, individual consultation, is really an important part of the, of the uh, presentation, lectures and uh, handouts and the consultation. If you want more information, go to the uh, Garden Volunteers of South Texas website. There you can 
also uh, sign up to have a spot, and you need to do that by the seventh. So uh, when's the seventh? Is that that's pretty like Wednesday or is that what is that Tuesday? Anybody know? Seventh? Yeah. Wednesday. Wednesday. Okay. So that's the landscape school Saturday the tenth at El Daco's of Stone Oak. Go to the Gardening Volunteers of South Texas website for more information. All right, what you got over there? I got a question for you, Milton. Uh-oh, for me? From Neil Spare. June 9th. What? From Neil Spare. <laughs> okay. Is that how deep would I have to plant, I would pour a concrete trench to keep oh. the neighbor's bamboo oh. from coming into my yard? It's just starting to encroach, and I've heard horrible things. <laughs> Uh, about that damn blue, damn yeah, blue. Damboo, the and uh, Neil says. Oh, what does Neil say? Bamboo is extremely invasive. Really? Mm. Well, it it doesn't produce seed like the Chinese tallows or Japanese ligustrum. It certainly creates a huge problem via its rhizomes that spread, even under sidewalks. No, it would never grow under a sidewalk. Well, we tell the <laughs> sidewalk that even and even break a sweat running under a sidewalk. <laughs> well, do you remember, do you remember a few years back when we uh, were doing a show and we were talking about bamboo and somebody, one of our listeners called up and told us that he had done an assignment overseas for three months <laughs> and he came back and his garage looked funny. Yeah. Uh-huh. And, he, and the bamboo had moved in and had shifted the... The foundation, and it was just—it <laughs> was hard to believe, but it just—it it does stuff like that. It can really. I've seen sweet. I've seen bamboo growing in a in a uh, dirt floored uh, garage. Uh, no, I don't doubt shed, that. Shed with no with no light in there. Oh wow! And you open it up, and it's just full of bamboo. But, well, uh, that, anyway. the one one point Neil makes is. Which is a, would be really heartbreaking if you put a three-foot concrete wall like he talks about, and then you have a have it crack and have the rising oh, go yeah. through the. Oh, that would be almost an impossible job. Because I would tell a story about being at the zoo, and uh, they had bamboo in a uh, in a concrete planter. Yeah, all the. And that that bamboo busted that concrete planter open and got in the floor and a crack in the floor in the in the uh in 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 the lines cage and ran the lines out of there <laughs> they finally <laughs> oh you look in there there's just solid bamboo in there no place for the line it'll come into your house <laughs> There'd be some kind of alliance between Open your fridge. bears and lions. Or I tell you what, take a beer, sit down on the couch. <laughs> I tell you what, it's really bad. Is in swimming pools. Oh man! You know it'll it'll bust swimming pools up, and and especially uh, those above ground swimming pools. Uh, all that water at once. That yeah. Well, I've seen. Well, you don't even. T- it doesn't even take bamboo. I think I've seen nuts heads go through uh, above ground. Oh yeah. Yeah, uh, the uh, pools. So, so, so does Neil suggest there is any length he, of a he, trench? Oh, he just gives. He, he said, in answer to your question, I would imagine you'd need a trench 36 inches deep, three feet oh. deep. Oh. 
And if the bear had developed a, a crack, I would worry the rhizome, you don't need to worry about it. They're going to do it. But it could penetrate and enlarge it enough to get through. They're a bunch of concrete, too. It's just amazing to me how many how, how people plant it with no considerations and it horribly invasive tendencies. Man, do like uh, Melton did and move away. <laughs> now, rather than concrete, knowing that it will crack, I think they they do better to put some of this uh, plastic in there, put some of this hard plastic uh, sheets in there, like. A, cover a greenhouse with uh put it if you're going to if you're going to have to dig a hole three feet deep get, that, a, get a sheet of that plastic and put it in there and it won't crack huh is that really it, it won't crack is it no no not that plastic underground too it'll last forever huh. so i i would re- recommend plastic well I hate to recommend any recommend anything for bamboo. Now, as we speak, our bamboo society. Oh, it's angry. Is, is, is they they got very upset for me writing my article in which I dubbed uh, bamboo as damboo. And uh, the the funny thing about that is, I probably got more that that article and that name. <laughs> And spread to across the United States on on dam, on bamboo. You know, people having trouble with bamboo, and I've had people call me from uh, the colder parts of the, uh, uh, of the country and uh, wanting to know. After reading the article, wanting to know what they could do, and some people are. Some people, uh, I think it was Massachusetts or something they called. Goodness, uh, are trying to get laws passed against uh, planting and selling, selling and planting. Hmm. So, yeah, join, uh, join the. Now, as a, as a, I'm gonna give our our bamboo people uh, their equal time because there there are such things as clumping bamboo. Hmm. And I think that's what Milberger, I think Milberger sells clumping bamboo. It's much more expensive, but it's not nearly as invasive as the uh, the the running bamboo. So I did are, hear. That. Are we affiliated with his pronouncement about bamboo, or are we? You and I are just uh, just, just here incidental to him yes. raving and raving well, about bamboo. I, I, hes- I hesitate to. Uh, if you want to use bamboo, I, I think that I think there are other more less invasive plants that you can use as a screen. And I other than bamboo, I think everybody was surprised how quickly the bamboo society grew. Yeah, I mean there are only Ooh. a couple of people the first week, and then <laughs> boom, it was just and they're sort of invasive too. <laughs> if you talk bad about bamboo, they moved into the uh, hall next door, and yeah. they, they had a. Yeah. Tony we, yeah, we, Tony Ponzik at the zoo used to give me yeah. heck about, it. but there are, there are lower, smaller growing and clumping bamboo. We have uh, bamboo in my neighborhood, uh, which is a problem. Um, and the the thing, one of the things I don't like about it is that it's it's not a it doesn't seem to be a great wildlife plant either. It's uh, 
as thick as it is, you really don't find nesting birds. It's not a great food source unless you have pandas, I guess. You got uh, snakes in there. Yeah. <laughs> is that right? Right, Milton? I didn't. We didn't have any snakes. Mosquitoes. Mosquitoes. Yes, mosquitoes. Yeah, because the <laughs> the ground stays damp, and then the, I think the water was supposed to collect in the leaves. Yeah. It did what it was supposed to. It was a great screen. It was. It yeah, just for yeah, the screen two just miles. Kept, well, you didn't kept want to get closer and closer. You didn't want the screen inside the house. No, right? exactly. Yeah. <laughs> but uh, Milton, Milton used to come in with bamboo stories. Uh, uh, and, and and I laugh at him because I I used to say the only way to get rid of uh, we do we used to do surveys and still do surveys of uh, of people tra- having trouble with bamboo and I I would always ask you did you plant it yeah which we didn't and ninety eight percent of them ninety eight percent of the people said it came from the neighbors. And I said, well, how did the neighbors control it? He said, we don't know. They moved. <laughs> and so when Milton moved, I said, well, there, Milton controlling it. Yeah, move. I don't even know if it was ours. <laughs> it, was just, it was just suddenly there. And But, but anyway. nobody complains when you kill it. I mean, yeah. when you fight it. Oh, no. <laughs> but but just keep, yeah, if you're. The ama- You're having success, just come on across the border and into our property. The amazing <laughs> thing was, you'd, in the spring, you'd get those little sprouts. They would come up. and They were so cute. They were kind of cute. You and, could eat them. Uh, well, that's what you told me, but I did not try that. <laughs> and, you'd, you know, so some days you'd kick them down to kind of control it, and they're easy. They just snap at the at the base, and they go away. And some days you'd... You just go, okay, I'll get that when I get back from work. And you get back from work, and it's gone from 2 feet to 20 feet. <laughs> it just, it's, it's a very uh, happy plant. Yeah. It likes, uh, it likes to grow and wants to likes grow. Likes life. Yeah. Yes, it does. All right, 210-308-8867. Just giving you the number, 210-308-8867. Just a few minutes left, so if you've been waiting on that question, you better call quick. Now, Neil, Neil talked about moles in there. Moles, mole, m o l e s, and bamboo. No, oh, okay. <laughs> the bamboo run about runs the moles out, and then, uh, how to control? I, I, I haven't seen a lot. Have you ever seen moles? Oh, in I've yards seen. I've here? seen them up. No, not here. That's what I, I uh, say. In Tennessee, they're big time yeah, bad in Tennessee. Up north, I've seen them in East Texas. Yeah, that. Uh, oh, in uh, organic soils. And, yeah. Now the thing, uh, the moles are eating. Insects and right, yeah, they're not eating your plants, but they do. They dig everything up, and it's kind of a da- damaging, and and you can be running across your lawn and fall into your a trench, or you know, and that's not very deep, but I mean, it's just yeah, it's a, really inconvenient and uh, tough on the landscape just because they are such prolific diggers. Yeah. And uh, like you say, I don't. I, th- I think they're digging and they're they're disrupting the plant root system yeah. rather than eating it. That's right. I don't think they're eating. But uh, I guess the soil is so rocky down here that the moles <laughs> they, can't, yeah, can't yeah. make it. They'll be moving out. Uh, they'll be they're moving with the bamboo. But they, they they are a bad uh, situation in uh, in East Texas. 
and and Tennessee and places where the soil is deep and and they can move around in. Uh, also, they um, I meant to ask uh, Trace. There's an article in here about controlling uh, fire fire blight uh, at this time of the year. You 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 want to when the when the uh, the only way to control fire blight. Of course, you try to use resistant varieties, but the only way to control it is is to spray at bud break and bloom during the bloom cycle uh, to keep the bees from spreading the the fire blight uh, bacterium. I think it is, and uh, and they, they, uh, he re- he recommended uh, agriculture streptomycin. I don't know. It's not easy to find. Yeah, that's what I was thinking. You said. I I assume that we have some here. Twenty years ago, it was a little easier. But I guess we can check tomorrow. Yeah, we'll check tomorrow. They have agriculture streptomycin. All right, we're going to take a a, a long break and come back in uh, quite a few hours. But uh, we'll be back tomorrow from noon to 2, back here at Mill Burgers. Where will the weather be allows to wear our shorts? Uh, I don't know. It says it will. Let's see. Yeah, Yeah, it's supposed to be real nice. We'll see tomorrow. And uh, thanks to the folks. uh, Thanks to you for listening. Three-star general Michael J. Flynn, head of the Pentagon Intelligence Agency, knew all the government's dirty secrets. He was one of the most respected generals in the military. Flynn knew what the intel world had been up to. He understood its funding. He ordered the first audit of the use of contractors. This set off alarm bells. The explosive new documentary, Flynn, deliver the truth, whatever the cost, and covers the facts behind this scandal. Flynn told the truth. He was the most dangerous person for Donald Trump to hire. I find out the worst enemy that I'm going to face in my life is right here in America. They took my assessment and they wanted me to change it. I was like, I'm not changing it. They had to get rid of Flynn. With in-depth interviews, archival footage, and never-before-seen personal record to the man behind the headlines. I just felt like I was drowning. Flynn. Deliver the truth, whatever the cost. Available now. Watch it today. Go to salemnow.com. salemnow.com. <laughs> 